0: It's broke. Look, that thing there is all smoked up. We we got a pair of pliers and a screwdriver. We can find out. I think we should just start poking stuff. Oh. All right. Don't do that, folks. Tune into the
1: Grease Gurus. Don't go to the emergency room. Go to the grease gurus and learn why your car might have stopped on the side of the road and what not to touch on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Ouch, that hurt! Hey, listeners,
2: this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive.
3: Modified Eliminator was described by some as blue collar eliminator, a working man's kind of division. Dominated largely by high winding small blocks of the three major manufacturers, Modified was a diverse kind of category, which under the NHRA sanction hosted every kind of car from the classic Corvettes to high winding rotary Modstas to screaming Opel GT gassers. Modified was based on pounds per cubic inch, with an emphasis on asking the car to do the impossible. And little did those who were racing the style of racing know. They were building a fan following, which was a close second to the old school pro stockers of the day. David Nickens was one of those who lived the life of a modified racer.
4: We wound them as high as they would go. We didn't have two step limiters. We went wide open and we shifted wide open. I mean, it was the darndest thing you ever seen. And the burnouts were fun. Jesus, we did two or three burnouts back in oh, them days. Modified Eliminator was our roots. We started out there with an A Super Modified back in, I'm going to say, 73, 74, when NHRA made that class. And then it was supposed to turn into a heads-up class, and it wound up being in the Modified Eliminator Handicap Racing. And uh, when they did away with it, it was really a shame because basically it was a, a class that had six seven cars in the class and you all fought for who was the fastest demodified production or a modified production and when that race was over hey I was the fastest AMP car there then when they combined it they just uh, took all the heart of who's got the fastest and baddest in the country in modified Eliminator
3: and it was uh, it was a lot of fun back then Jerry Coley who raced modified for many years in NHRA and IHRA, said the class was a working man's division.
4: Blue collar or less, because uh, back in those days, everybody did their own thing. They built their own cars, so to speak, or bought one already built. You didn't have the uh, cookie cutter cars in those days like, like you have today. You, just, you got the money, you just order you one. Back then, you found you a good one and then tweaked on it and made it run. This is Art Morrison from Art Morrison Enterprises, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cards.
2: Welcome, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, and you can find out all about us. And if you miss any of our past shows, go to the archive page, where you can listen to all 390-plus shows. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook is Nostalgic Radio and Cars and uh, Golfstream Motorsports, and Twitter is at NRC Live. No, at Live. on N- NRC on air. That's it. Something
1: like that. Anyway, good evening, uh, everybody. And hey, Pete, how you doing tonight? Doing good, buddy. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. How's your radio show doing? Radio show actually just went three hours on Saturday. So we're doing uh, three to six now on the sports web. Oh, wow. Go ahead. Give yourself a shameless plug real quick if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Tune in to the only FM sports talk show in the Tampa Bay area on Saturday afternoon, from three to 60 evolution of sports talk radio. We give you your own walk of music. We'll let you call it twice and we don't hang up on you like those other sports talk shows do it's the sports web on the tan talk sports network i'm your host peter blake giving you something to think about there you go and once in a while he talks about racing <laughs> so i did on saturday you did on saturday yeah i heard you i, I was listening to
2: Grace heroes. all right hey guys it's time for the uh, florida car shows minute and hey don't forget in a few minutes we will be doing a radio show giveaway hanging around here we uh got some tickets for this weekend's event now florida com. yes check out floridacarshows.com. com. that's where all the car shows are if you're in the state of florida and uh, it's one of the best websites for all the uh the things to do in the car related world anyway all right so uh what do we got going on this weekend well we got the sumter county swap meet it's the first sunday of each month yes that's up in sumter counties and next weekend the event of events for all of us in florida is the amelia island concourse that's the ninth through the 11th, don't forget to check it out that event. I will be there. Yes, yours truly will be there. Also, in two weeks or three weeks, the 12-hour race of Sebring. That's the 14th through the 17th. Okay. Now this weekend, what's going on? The National Mustang Racing Association. That's the third, third, the 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 second, third, and fourth at Bradenton Motorsports Park. Okay. I'd like to say racetrack because you know old schoolers say we say racetracks or dragways or speedways. No, a speedway would be actually be a a race course like a round and round track or a road course or something like that but that's uh, a dragway a speed uh, no, no man they have both they have a circle track there and a drag strip and then the following week 9th 10th and 11th is the nmca which is national muscle car national muscle Service, I, i'm stuttering i'm i'm slurshing, sloshing my words again national muscle car association event okay so each weekend, commencing this weekend and next weekend Is the uh some pretty good drag racing swap meets? Some pretty cool old cars. Yes, you'll see a mix of old cars and new cars, and of course, you'll see yours truly there because, like I tell you guys all the time, you got to go to these events. You know, sitting around watching on TV yeah but when you go to the events and i'm sure pete would put his two cents in there's nothing like being at a live event right
1: pete no matter absolutely you gotta gotta be at a live event honestly it's like watching baseball on tv it's kind of boring but if you're there to experience it it's a lot better
2: absolutely okay so here's the
1: deal i've got some tickets for both events and the caller that
2: can answer the question all right i'm gonna give you guys a question a car question okay And the person that can answer the question will be able to win two tickets to the National Mustang Racing Association event this weekend at Bradenton Motorsports Speedway. Now, the question is, all right, the question is, I'm going to keep this kind of simple here. And the reason I'm going to bring this up is because um, over the weekend, I was up at uh, Citrus County Cars and Coffee. And I met some interesting people up there while I was there. And uh, one guy had a pretty cool car. It was a 1964. Four, or I to think it was a 65 Falcon convertible Sprint, Sprint. I might add, which is the performance one. Uh, this car had a factory 289 four barrel factory four speed car in it. Pretty cool piece, and uh, it was painted. Well, I call it Gulfstream Aqua, but it was a certain. It was a kind of a turquoise color. But uh, they the colors changed a little bit in 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 over the years in shades, but it was pretty much you know kind of a turquoise color. So from 64. To '69, they used this turquoise color; it was real pretty. And uh, in '69, it was called Gulfstream Aqua. It was a Thunderbird/ slash Lincoln color, but they used it on Mustangs and Shelby's, and it was called Gulfstream Aqua. Well, the name of my company is Gulfstream Motorsports; hence, that's where Gulfstream came from because of the color. Also, we are in the Gulf of Mexico, and what goes around the coast of Florida from one side to the other side of the peninsula? Yes, the Gulf Stream. So, hence, stream because we're in Florida, and Gulfstream Aqua. Now. You know what? I just gave you guys the answer to the questions. Oh, all right. I'm not going to come up with another question. Okay. The 64, 5, and 6 Thunderbirds. Now, you Ford guys are going to be able to figure this out. 64, 5, and 6 Thunderbirds. They came out with two engines, actually, two engines, but only in one year. What year did Ford Thunderbird of the Squarebirds, they called them, 64, five and six that they had two engine options i want to know what that is so if you can answer that give us a call here at studio and the line is seven two seven four four one three thousand go ahead and do the little jingle if you yes, want
1: yes or eight six six eight two six thirteen forty if you're listening online TantalkNetwork.com, tantalk 1340.com and of course if you got one of those handy dandy smartphones make sure you download the tune in radio app look for the tantalk radio network to hear this show along with all the fine shows on this radio station back to you all right, very good. Wait, we forgot the jingle. You know the da 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 da
2: da not we have the price and right jingle thingy in the Oh,
1: I You're... didn't I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: we're... go ahead. It's like it's in the wave cart. Okay, so we gotta play that real quick. So again, here's the question. So whoever can answer this, this is a simple question, okay? 1964, 65, 66 Thunderbird Square year, Squarebird. Of those 3 years, Ford only offered one year offered two engine options. What were the two engine options? 64, 65, 66 One year only, Ford offered two engine options. What were the engine options? Okay, if you can answer that, you will win two tickets to the National Mustang Racing Association event this weekend. And it's a lot of fun. Some serious drag racing going on. Some pretty cool cars. Yes, predominantly Fords. It's a Ford racing thing. So, yes, you'll have some Fords. You'll have Mustangs. You'll have Galaxies. You'll have Mavericks. You'll have Comets. You'll have all kinds of stuff. You, You might even have a Thunderbird sitting there running up and down the track. So, anyway... All right, so uh, back to the uh, cars and coffee thing here this weekend up at Citrus County. Now, here's the one thing I noticed is a lot of these counties, Now we think that, Flo- you know, here in Pinellas. Go ahead and ask the question again. Go ahead and ask. Yeah, go okay. ahead. <laughs> All right. The question again to win the tickets to the National Mustang Racing Association event this weekend and Bradenton Motorsports is 64, 65, 66 Thunderbird. Now, keep in mind. Ford built the Quest uh, Thunderbirds 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66. And the 64, 65, 66 cars, one year only, they offered two different engine options. What were those engine options? Give us a call here at Studio 727-441-3000 or 866-826-1340. Did I say that right, Pete? You
1: did. You said it right. Good job.
2: <laughs> okay. Good. So I see the phone's ringing off the hook. All right. So now back to my back to the car show thing. So here locally we got a couple Larkwood car shows. The ones that most people go to is obviously Quaker Steak and Lube. I affectionately refer to them as Goobers and Lubers, and the uh, Biff Burger, or I call Barf Burger, on Friday nights. Now, no disrespect to those guys, but you know that's how car guys do. We have nicknames for everything. That's just the way it is. But here's the deal: um, at Biff Burger. And some of these other car shows, you know, a lot of guys just kind of hang out, pull the chairs out there, and they sit there for hours and hours and hours and they wait for a silly little trophy. And the reason I say that is because it's the same cars, the same people that show up, and the same silly little trophy that's made in China, which is a disres- which is kind of like, well, I won't go into that. But anyway, so some little cheap, cheesy plastic trophy. Now, a lot of guys kind of go like really okay and and i'm that way in the old days what we did is we would roll up to a parking lot and i'll just use golf to bay and pantry pride as an example for those that have been around as long as i have in the 70s and 60s I wasn't here in the 60s, but in the 70s for sure, and even in the early 80s. We would go to Steak and Shake on the left side of Gulf of the Bay as you're heading uh, out of town, which would be heading east, and then across the street, which is where Capona still is, and Gordon's Food Service, and then if you get your the department of motor vehicles, that used to be Pantry Pride parking lot, and it used to be Pantry Pride was a grocery store, so we used to hang out there. But here's the way it worked. We used to hang out. So, you know, the Ford guys would congregate over here, the Chevy guys over here, the Mopar guys over there, once in a while a guy was trailing with a motorcycle or something like that. Had a couple of foreign car guys stuff that sh- the guys that showed up, maybe some truck guys. Everybody just kinda hung out and then what we would do is we'd talk and, you know, haze each other a little bit and next thing you know we'd go out and set up a street race. And we usually headed out to uh Courtney Campbell Causeway. And then we'd send a, a decoy group out to uh McMullen booth because we figured the rowdy people would go out there and caused a lot of commotion and get the cops tracing them and meanwhile the real racing was going on out in the causeway so which was a pretty good drag strip and then once they paved it in the uh, 80s it was really really nice because you could hook and go then because the asphalt was kind of coarse but you know, what's happened nowadays is a lot of guys just sit around and you know they just sit around you know they don't drive the cars they, they go home they park them they wash them they clean them and then they bring them out one day a week and then they put them away again well What I noticed is a lot of guys don't really like, I mean, a lot of, there are, there's a huge segment of people that don't really like doing that. What they like to do is drive their cars. So they'll go up to like, that's why these cars and coffees and these meetups are pretty popular because you roll in there, you hang out for an hour or two, you meet a bunch of guys, then you go for a cruise, you drive. Now I will grant you that in Citrus County, Lake County, Hernando County, which they got some great roads up there, by the way, and, uh, outside of Orlando, you got some areas where you can actually drive your cars and country roads, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's nothing's more boring than, you know, driving and, and stop-and-go traffic and stuff like that. So it's not a lot of fun. But anyway, but if you want to find out where some of the vans are, definitely check out FloridaCarShows.com. You can find out all about that stuff. And I think it's right now. It's about time to go to a commercial break slash something that you can turn your AM radio, tune your AM radio in your Mustang to. So what do we got there? We got uh, since we're on the subject of Fords and it's a Ford weekend, we got some Ford music for you. So uh, here's a song called. Family Ford, right? That's right. That's it. Right, hey, you're tuning into Nastalgia Getting Cars, don't touch that doll. We will be right back.
5: It's been in the family tree for God knows how long. It sounds like a rifle shot every time you turn her on. The seats sink in and the windows get stuck, but the wheels still spin. How I love the family Ford. It sits in Grandpa's driveway He uses it for moving sticks And Daddy takes it to work sometimes It's where I had my first kiss Snuck out one night Took a Medicaid there I was full of fright In the backseat chairs of the family Ford Well, the tailgates It's replaced by wood, a tarp in the bed and a flag on the hood. But it's always been there for us. I can't count all the miles on the road, can't count all the miles on my soul. Sure, it's old, but hell, it's tough. All the memories. Taking me to Tennessee She's broke down in a row of corn And ran out of gasoline But she's hugging tough for a ton of rounds Took some mighty punches She ain't been knocked down the family food. Well, the tailgate's gone, it's replaced by wood It's a tarp in the bed and a flag on the hood
2: or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgia Beatman Cars. And uh, I want to give a big shout out to some of the other guys that I met while I was up there at uh, Citrus County Cars and Coffee. It was a cool bunch of people. There's probably about 40 cars that showed up there. There was one guy I met. Uh, he had a fift- 63 Studebaker, and I believe his name was Will. Then I met another guy that came in there with a 41 International Woody. He'd had that car since. Man, the 50s, it's been in the families. It was a military vehicle, and he had a really cool story about it. And, uh, you know, the cars are kind of what make the overall, you know, the cars and the people, the stories, is what makes the cars kind of interesting, you know. Because if the car's been in the family for a long time. Like he said, his dad was in the military, and I believe it was a Navy vehicle. And uh, they used to shuttle people around on, on the Navy bases with this thing. And, of course, Woody's, if you're familiar with Woody's, they're basically— a standard chassis car and they've got a custom you would, we kind of affectionately refer to it as custom coach work but what it is basically is they built a woody body on them and they were lightweight and they really used just, uh, to kind of shuttle people back and forth let's say from resorts most of the time pick people up from the marina, pick people up from the train station and so on, they would throw all their gear in the back and then they would take them to a resort and that's basically what the woodies were used for while the military used them as well so uh, naturally the Navy did because they were always close to the water and that's generally where you always saw them you always saw them near lakes and and rivers and and oceanfront properties and stuff like that. And then there was another guy there that came rolling in in a 56 Corvette, a a former Vietnam vet. So Frank, if you're listening, uh, we'll get you on the radio show because he's got a real interesting story about himself. And uh, he was a medic during Vietnam, during the worst part of Vietnam, which was the 1968 Tet Offensive movement that was going on. But we're going to have him on. But he had a pretty cool old car. He had kind of a resto mod. I shouldn't say it wasn't even a wrestle mod. it was basically a '56 Corvette that had a small-block Chevrolet 350 in it instead of the 265, and he had a four-speed instead of a three-speed. But it was a nice car. Krager's on it. Had that right period look, so that was pretty cool. But the thing is, again, you know, it's the people, the cars. You know, the cars tell a story. And if the guy's not sitting there, you know, you know, brooming his car and and white gloving it, you know, and he's driving and he's using and he's experiencing and he's having a good time. That's what it's all about. So, you know, I encourage everybody go out there, get a car, have a classic car, whether you got a two-door, a four-door, a long roof, which is a nickname for a station wagon, a coupe, a convertible you know sports car you know anything vintage you know hey go out there drive it hang have have fun with it hang out some of the car shows and uh you know it's just uh it's just there's a lot of camaraderie in it you know and no matter where you go particularly if you got a vintage car no matter what parking lot what intersection what part of the road you're driving down you're always going to get a thumbs up you know and uh if you got a cool car that's just the way it is you know it doesn't make you cool the car's cool so look at the cars. the car's being something cool anyway hey uh pete how we doing are we ready to go to the uh next song and then uh Let's give our guest a call here. Absolutely. Okay, because he'll be coming on here, and we're going to be talking about this uh, upcoming National Mustang Racing Association racing weekend we got coming up for you guys. So here's another song, and uh, it's called This Old Ford, right? This Old Mustang. This Old Mustang. Oh, shame on me. National Mustang Racing Association. I goofed that one up. I specifically... uh, cut this song just for this, uh, this, the show. So, hey, you're tuning into nostalgic in Cars. It's a good song. Listen to it.
0: The dents and the dings and the rusty rings hide what she used to be. She may be nothing but junk to you, but sure looks good to me. The tires are flat, the suspense is jacked from the rough roads in her past. The motor's blown and the rods are thrown, but she used to be so fast. All the cracks in the pits and the windshield chips make it really hard to see. She may look on Torn from the miles and the years. My heart is jaded, my mind is faded, I shed a-
4: has made drag racing the nation's fastest-growing sport drag racing is the most dramatic test of automotive perfection and the 10th annual nationals held at Indianapolis Raceway Park were the greatest drag races in the history of the event the next stop is the pit area of Indianapolis Raceway Park broad general terms. Cars are either hot or stock. They're either factory-assembled or showroom-available. Or they're modified in some specific Jamie Parker swerves off the strip and cartwheels into the air. He scatters parts all over the area. Luckily, all he got was a scratch on his forehead. Monday, finals day. First, it's class against class in the Little Eliminator category. The Flintstone Flyer versus Old Reliable, with unequal classes running. The handicap system goes into effect. This gives the little guy with a good car a fighting chance in the final elimination. Gasser takes off, and then the A factory experimental job. But Dave Coffle can't hold his lead, and Dave Strickler comes on to win the heat. Next up, Jim Wangers versus Jim Johnson. B Factory Experimental takes the modified sports car, and the stage is set for the final elimination. Only a small handicap this time, but Wangers jumps the gun, and Dave Strickler wins the little Eliminator Trophy with an elapsed time of 12.1. This is Tom Munger's mcewen You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Your show's
0: great.
2: Okay, we're back. Yes, you're tuned into Nostalgia Getting Cars, and that was Tom the Mondews McEwen. Now, if you guys remember him, him and uh, Don Perdome were the guys that pretty much tore up the tracks and had this contrived rivalry back in the uh, – Late 60s, early 70s, the mongoose and uh, the snake. So anyway, hey, it's time to introduce our special guest. Since we're talking about racing, we got the National Mustang Racing Association event going on this weekend at the DeSoto, or actually Bradenton Motorsports Park. We called it DeSoto Raceway back in the day, but let's just call it Bradenton Motorsports Park, which is what it is. So I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening the Director of Content and Marketing for ProMedia and the National Mustang Racing Association and National Muscle Car Association, Mike, Let's see if I pronounce this right. Galimi, did I pronounce it right, Mike? How you doing?
6: Pretty good. You got it correct.
2: I got it correct. All right. Very yeah, good. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Now you're up in New York, and tell us a little bit about Pro Media, real quick. So,
6: uh, Pro Media,
2: we are the
6: home of the NMRA and NMCA, which are two drag racing sanctioning bodies, as well as um, a monthly magazine and uh, you know some digital offerings for content. Uh, we're focused on uh, what we like to call the world's fastest street cars. And uh, it's a, a genre that that spawned out of the early '90s with uh, Hot Rod Magazine's Quickest Streetcar Shootout, and uh, we have a Mustang series and a muscle car series. So uh, we we run about ten events a year, and we uh, zigzag all across the country with it.
2: Zigzag all across the country. Now, do you do? Well, do you east you z- of the Mississippi, more like. Okay, <laughs> so but so when you say zigzag, does that mean one event on the east coast, one again event on the west coast, back to the well, east coast, or does it like you well, concentrate in the kind south? Of
6: just kind of sneak up starts in Florida at Bradenton Motorsports Park this weekend, uh-huh. and then we'll, we'll head up to Georgia, okay? Then over to Kentucky, uh, Pennsylvania, Indianapolis, um, and throughout the Midwest, okay? Ch- uh, Ch- Joliet, which is outside of Chicago, um, we'll visit. You know, both series run separate of each other, except for two events a year that we'll run them together in, in one facility and uh, kind of do some some special All Star Shootouts or uh, what we like to call the Super Bowl
2: Challenge. Okay, good. Now. Your events, okay? So let's just say the Mustangs versus the muscle car turnout. Who? What attracts the bigger crowd?
6: Um, I say it's it's uh, it's about the same. Is it? Um, at this point, um, yeah. You know, the Spring Break Shootout, which is this weekend at Bridgestone Motorsports Park, that's uh, it's it's a legacy event. It started uh, 24 years ago with uh, with the magazine Muscle Mustangs and Fast Fords, and, and we inherited inherited it from them. Uh, about uh, 2001 or 2002 when we've been running it ever since. So it, it, it's got some history behind it. a little bit uh, older than the, the muscle car race at the, at the same facility.
2: Okay. All right. And then uh, as far as the facilities go, tell us about some of the other events that go on there. I mean, obviously there's a swap meet, there's a car show, you got vendors. So yeah. what else?
6: Yeah. Um, you know, our, our main feature is obviously the drag racing. We have, you know, all types of drag racing from, uh, you know, showroom stock cars up to, you know, 2,000, 3,000 horsepower vehicles. Um, wow. So, drag racing is obviously the main component, but, but yeah, just as you said, we've got a manufacturer's midway with, uh, with you know, performance manufacturers such as Nitto Tire and Steeda Autosports, um, Mickey Thompson Tires, Hoosier Tires. A lot of manufacturers come down so you can uh, check out their product, uh, you know, show specials and, and stuff of that nature. Uh, we also have a car show both weekends. Um, one is, obviously, Mustangs so or this weekend, so that'll be a you know, Mustang only or Ford, really any any year Ford uh, for the car show um, swap meet, and uh, yeah, that's so that's about it. It's a it's a it's a lot of stuff packed in, into that facility, and, and you get a you know at least a day's worth of, of walking around and entertainment.
2: Okay, how many cars turn out for this event? Let's just say on the for the drag racing aspect of it.
6: Well, the drag racing we'll get uh, we'll get about three hundred three hundred fifty cars.
2: Well, that's a good turnout. That's a good turnout. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, is it? Uh, are we running uh, eighth mile, quarter mile, thousand feet? What are we running?
6: Um, it depends on the category. Uh, okay. Some of the cars with the, the you know the two thousand, three thousand horsepower setup, they tend to run eighth miles, just a little bit easier, a little bit safer. Okay. Um. But uh, but yeah, mo- mostly quarter mile racing, especially for the street cars and muscle cars, it's all it's all quarter mile.
2: Okay. Now, is it? There's there is a thing called nostalgia drag racing. Okay, so do you guys kind of when you when you set things up, is it kind of nostalgia, more along the lines of nostalgia drag racing, or is it pretty much like state of the art uh, the way they they run the way they run the trees and everything like that um, today? Let's say like if you were at uh, Gainesville or someplace like that or Pomona. Um, we've
6: we've got a little bit of mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the heads up stuff is the you know green light for both lanes and they go. Um, and, and those are, you know, each, each category kind of builds on itself from uh, categories with stock engines from a manufacturer, either Chevrolet or Ford, where it's sealed from the factory. So it's, it's kind of a fair heads-up competition Okay. Um, all the way up to pro-modified style cars that run heads-up. And then we move into the index side of it, and uh, we have different niches within the index side. On NMCA, there's the nostalgia super stockers. So it's kind of oh. a throwback to the 60s era super stockers. Okay. It's great. We'll get, you know, 30 or 40 of those guys come out, and they're, they're really neat cars. Um, we also do a nostalgia muscle car where it's open uh, till I believe it's 1981. Okay. And, and you, you know you, you can't have a car newer than that, and uh, they run off an index where it's 90, 950, 100, 1050, and all the way up to 15 second indexes.
2: Okay, so it's like old school bracket racing in a way. Yes. Okay, and then, uh, now, are some of these cars, are they handicapped? I mean, let's say, for example, are you going to run a 10-second car against a 12-second car and then spot them, like, uh, two seconds to do any of that kind of stuff, or is it just... Yes, uh, we do.
6: Yeah, we, we've got bracket racing categories for each series, okay. a, as well as what we like to call our championship classes, which are, are based on an index. Okay. So, you declare an index during qualifying, and, uh, you know, you get, you get as close as you can to that index, and then we'll run a staggered start off based off the index.
2: That's the word I was looking for, staggered starts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, now the events that, uh, the following weekend with the muscle car thing. Okay. So that's open to everybody. So Ford, Chevrolet, Chrysler, just about anybody that's, uh, um, got a car. Is there a, is there a, all domestic, all domestic only. So no tuner car show up for anything like that. Nope. Okay, cool. And then is there a year cut off for those for the national muscle car thing? No, there's
6: not. No, we've got everything from, uh, you know, brand new Dodge challengers to, uh, 60s-era, you know,
2: muscle cars. Okay. Now, how do you um, prep the tracks? And I know they got, a, uh, uh, you know, the box there, basically, you know, the water box, which in the old days, you'd throw bleach in there but uh you know most of the time it's water so um when you go down the road on the track i mean do you guys have it so that they come down and put the sticky stuff down there or
6: oh yeah yeah that's uh you know V P racing fields is one of our major sponsors so we work with them with uh, a special it used to be called vht that was the old brand but right it, 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 the traction compound is the official name of it but yeah we uh we bring in our own staff and we work with braids and motorsports park who's who's fantastic to work with and uh and the track is, is – the conditions are fantastic. And we, we've got a great reputation throughout the drag racing community for having, you know, well-prepared tracks. Um, you can pretty much throw anything you want at it.
2: Okay. At now point. when So for the list for the purpose of the show, to, to educate our listeners a little bit, do you only prep the first uh, – I think it's what, 100, 100 feet of it? Or do you go all the way down the track?
6: No. We'll, we'll have it from the starting line to the finish line. Oh,
2: okay. Well, that's good. That's good.
6: A, a lot of attention will be – towards you know the first 60 feet and first
0: 330
6: feet mm-hmm. but uh but the, but from the start to the finish we'll get uh we'll get dragged and, and sprayed with
2: with traction compound oh okay good now you yourself you're a mustang guy right yes sir okay well tell us a little bit about you and, and your background and uh, where you come <laughs> from and how you got involved in this thing obviously well, you were a car guy uh, at an early age right
6: yeah yeah uh through my brothers i uh, have two older brothers they were, they were in the cars so uh, naturally, uh you know, I followed along with it, and uh, it was right at the time when, when the Mustang really started taking off the late-mile stuff, the box bodies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, early 90s, um, get my license and get a Mustang, and it just, uh, it's been fun ever since. Um, never gets old. But, uh, but yeah, no, uh, as far as this industry, and, and we had talked earlier today about it, uh, that, you know, I was an analyst on Wall Street and just started writing stories for magazines just on the side for fun, and it just uh, turned out to be a lot more fun than, than the rat race. So, uh, <laughs> You know I transitioned in, into this position uh, quite a few years ago.
2: okay so and then before Promedia, where were you at?
6: Uh, Muscle Mustangs and Fast forwards magazine. It's oh. uh, a monthly magazine uh, available on the newsstands printed you know printed edition. Um, mm-hmm. I was there for uh, for about eight years.
2: okay now were you there when it was still source interlink or did you go in there after it became yeah. 10?
6: No I was uh, I was there before it was source interlink. I was there when it was called Primedia. And uh, and then a couple years into my tenure, it changed over to Source Interlink, and then I, I left uh, before it changed the tent.
2: Okay. Well, were you based out of Lakeland then?
6: Uh, no, I wasn't. I was actually based out of New Jersey.
1: Oh. And, okay. And uh,
6: so before in uh, 2009, it moved. The office moved from Jersey down to um, the Tampa area, right by Brandon Fort. Okay. Right there. there was a, a office complex. There were some other magazines in there, and they we were a satellite office. Um, left over from an old uh, publishing company they had purchased, um, that was based in New Jersey, and there was there was only about I think about eight of us in, in the office total. So it was like uh, it was fun. We we basically played with cars. It was it was a frat house for car guys basically.
2: Frat house for and car guys. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Great.
6: We were all we were all young in our twenties, and you know we rented English Town out, uh, you know, monthly and or gosh, probably two times a month in season and tested
2: all sorts of stuff
6: had a, had a bunch of good times and you know and well, now, and then they, they, elab- they they moved to
2: Florida elaborate on that a little bit so okay so English town for Auto listeners that's a uh, that's actually a very well known track in New Jersey there and some records have been set there over the years mm-hmm. and uh, so you guys got to get cars and go out there and test them and like give us an yeah. example tell us a story um, oh
6: gosh dear. yeah come on we love st- we love
2: stories down here we love to have stories <laughs>
6: We used to host a, a lot of shootouts and we do we'd take a niche a niche um, market within the Mustang community and do a shootout whether it was you know at the time you know a, a Terminator uh, you know 2003 2004 uh, Terminator shootout
2: okay so tell, every, tell everybody for, for, tell everybody what a shootout is exactly because some people don't okay, know. okay
6: so we, we invite a bunch of cars we, we kind of look at who, who's the you know who's got some quick cars we put a call out um, back then it was pre internet days and uh, but we'd, we'd make some phone calls and, and kind of get You know, the the best shops in in the country to come down to Jersey or come up to Jersey. And uh, we would basically have the track rented, and they would make solo passes, and we'd rank everybody based on E.T. So for whatever the niche was, if it was, you know, we wanted to determine who's the quickest 2003-2004 Cobra, we'd invite, you know, all of the best Cobras that we could find, invite them up to Jersey, and same day, same track, no excuses. You know, let's see what you got. And uh, we, we would do those, you know, probably once a month. Oh, wow. So, and it was always something different, you know, whether it was Lightnings or um, the 2005 Mustang GT when it came out, we would do it. We'd try to stay on top of it to where the, the hottest niche was.
2: Okay, cool. Now, did you do that with uh, muscle cars, too, or is this just pretty much a, I mean, with other cars besides Fords, or did you do it with other um, stuff? Well, this is when well, you were we, doing Mustang mostly, right, Must, the magazine? Yeah, that, okay. was, that was when
0: we were just, uh,
6: just the Mustang magazine, yeah. Okay.
2: Yep. Okay, cool. Now so, you yourself have how many Mustangs? Uh, three. Three. Okay. Which ones yeah, you got? Two
6: Fox bodies and two Fox bodies and, and a 2007 Mustang.
2: Okay, good. Yeah, I like, I really like the the 2005, the 2009 S197s. I like those cars.
6: Yeah, they're great. They did a good job with them. You know, it's the right you know comfort and performance, perfect look. It, it's got a little bit of everything.
2: It does. Now let me ask you a question. Um, 2003, when they had the hundred year anniversary. In Detroit, I was up there, and I was up there also for the unveiling of the new two thousand, the new S one ninety seven two thousand five cars was two thousand three, so it was before the production. Were you there by any chance? Uh, no, I was not. Okay, that was a great event. I mean, it was really yeah. cool because they had the sixty seven Shelby on the stage, and then they had the the S one ninety seven and and Jay Ra- Jay May, I think that was his name, right, Jay May, who was mm-hmm. the designer for that particular car. You know, he unveiled it, and it, it just it was just so striking. I think from since 1969-70, you know, those of us that are from that era, that's our favorite years. And and then when they came out with the 2005 car, it was so reminiscent and uh, you know, of, of, of that car. And then particularly when you're sitting inside it, you know, it really looks like a 67-68 more than anything else. So I think that's why they did that. But that was a good car, and it still is a good car, and it's still very popular, right?
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah extremely popular
2: so how does the new mustangs how do they do the 2015 and 2018 cars how do they do on the track a lot of those things show up with that new motor the coyote
6: yeah you know surprisingly surprisingly we 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 get quite a few of them um a couple years ago we actually the first one to go down the drag strip was at at one of our events which was pretty cool um but we we've got a a great following of, of late model shops that specialize in this stuff so the newest car is always real hot now now the 2018. Um, we've got several of them coming this weekend. You know, direct injection, which is which is uh, very different for our market. And uh, guys are really excited. I and mean, they're running for it, running great. You know, I think Speed Autosports just went 1090s uh, naturally aspirated with no nitrous blower or anything um, with a new Mustang. So it's neat. It's uh, it's great. The platform's awesome, um, and it's just you know, Ford has done a great job of building on the car before. it, You know the. Uh, the 2004 was a, was a great car, then 2005, you know, a step above that. Then, you know, in 2010 or 2011, with the Coyote engine more than anything, but they had new styling in 10 and the Coyote engine in 11. It kind of built on what they they did on that 2005-2009 car. So the 15 and up is, is definitely a step above even that.
2: You know, it's funny because if, if you had to draw an analogy, when Chevrolet came out with the 265 back in the 50s, that pretty much wiped out the flathead Ford, which was the dominant motor, hot rod motor, all through from 1932 to, let's say, 52, 53, 54. And then in 54, 55, Chevrolet came out with the 265 and pretty much dominated all through the 60s and 70s. And I'm going to say the early part of the 80s. But when the Fox Body Mustang came out and the 302 um, you know, all the aftermarket parts. Ca- it's pretty much been a Ford, uh, just a Ford streak ever since. And Chevrolet and Chrysler have just not been able to keep up with it.
6: Well, I mean, the, the LS market is booming. You know, it's uh, you know, a huge, huge part of the st- segment of the aftermarket. So, th- I mean, Chevrolet's done great with it. But you're right, though. I mean, it's it, uh, Ford has definitely stayed very relevant for 25 years, 27 years,
2: whatever it is, since since the Fox body took off. Right. Now, I, you're right. The LS motor has done a lot for Chevrolet, and, uh, but nothing irritates me more when I see an LS motor on the Fox body, and I'm sure there's a few of those. And, and they're not <laughs> welcome at this Ford event, by the way. You know, you could have a Ford in a Chevrolet, and that would be acceptable because it's got to be Ford-powered, right? Yeah. Okay, Cool.
6: Yeah. All right. So, they're more than welcome to come the following weekend with the NMCA
2: There you go. We have, have you... a
6: place for them. We have a place for you somewhere. So okay. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah. It's a swap meet. That's what we. That's one. You know, us, us Ford guys. All right. So what? What? Uh, what tracks do you? Um, what, what are some of your favorite tracks?
6: Oh, you know, Bradenton is definitely one of my favorite. Is it uh, really? That and I would say, yeah, I love. I, I love the feel of it. Um, Alan, you know, one of the owners. It's fantastic to work with. Um, it's you know, I, I, maybe it's the Getting out of the cold and getting down there. Okay. Kind of adds to it. Um, but uh, that's definitely one. Uh, Beach Bend Raceway in Kentucky is another one of my favorite. Really small, right on top of the action, a lot of energy. The town is awesome. Huge hot rod town. Um, you know, and uh Jol- Joliet, Illinois. I mean, it's it's uh it's one of the super tracks. It's always always a pleasure
2: to go there too. If you had to sit there and say as far as a car, a car culture, you know, that's really into drag racing, and for both your events, for the NMCA and for the NMRA, would it be fair to say that a lot of people don't realize that, and I don't know how many events you do in the Midwest, but the Midwest has got a really, really strong racing culture?
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, any, you know, a lot of, lot of hot spots east of the Mississippi. You know, from, from the Mississippi to the, to the east coast is a lot of great um, Great areas for stuff, you know, and even Texas.
2: Okay. Um, but, how, yeah. How about out west? Well, how far you go to California? You have a couple events out there too, right?
6: Um, you know, we used to have an a NCA West series. Um, we, we've it's struggling just with with uh, with facilities out there, so we, we just do an autocross right now.
0: Oh, okay. Um, and, autocross.
6: Yeah. Autocross, yeah, we do. It's, uh, oh. it's great. We do four, four autocross events. Uh, you know, NCA West Auto X is what it's called, and. Very successful. Um, we do uh, the two-day event. Um, I think I believe we have 85 or 90 entries. That you know we limit it to that. That way, you know you get you get a lot of runs during the day and have some fun, and uh, we sell out just about all of
2: them. Well, now that's interesting because uh, when I first, I'm more of a road race guy. I used to do a lot of street racing, but but I got into autocrossing back in the 70s. And so for our listeners, autocrossing is probably the best way to get into road racing because it's uh, uh, twisty little course track set up, usually a pylon course somewhere in a big giant parking lot or maybe near a racetrack. And, uh, it's a timed event. So basically you're racing against yourself and you're racing against the clock, right?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it.
2: So how did yeah. the autocross thing come about? That's really interesting. That, uh, that intrigues me.
6: Um, you know, uh, it, just, uh, at Fontana, uh, Auto Speedway. Yeah. Um, it, uh, they, they've, they've, got, they've just got the space to do it and, uh, we we were approached by some companies that we work with quite a bit on the drag racing side. If we'd be interested in doing some autocross events, and uh, this started probably I don't know three four years ago, uh-huh. and it just uh, it just kind of took off. I mean, we'd love to do it out east. Just you know, the facilities we visit in, on the East Coast, we just we just don't have the room for it. Otherwise, we would have hands down. We would have have autocross out here as well.
2: Interesting. So what what what's the criteria for the track that uh, would would be able to accommodate an autocross?
6: Uh, just space.
2: Now, is this something done in conjunction with the drag racing, or could this oh, be a yeah. con- totally separate event?
6: No, no, it would be it would be with the drag racing. So, you know, when you walk in, you'd have, you know, drag racing going on, which obviously is our, our centerpiece out here. Um, you know, car show, you know, manufacturers midway, swap meet, and then just have autocross cars going around. All right, let so me... Th- you'd it'd be a full motorsport
2: experience. Wow. All right, let me throw this out at you. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's still there, but down at Bradenton, they used to have a circle track way in the back. I don't know if that's yeah. still there. That's, okay. Uh, that's
6: still there. It's the Soto, the Soto Speedway.
2: Okay. Well, let me t- let me tell you. We actually had a sports car club in that in Manatee County. We used to do autocrosses on that track. So the next time you're down there and you talk to uh, what's his name, I can't even think of his name right now. Um, Alan. Uh, who's the other guy? Todd. Todd. Yeah, Todd. Talk to Todd. and Todd knows me real well. He used to be one of my customers and I used to be one of his back when he was pimping shirts and hats and I was selling salvage. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still have the original hat he gave me too, by the way. But anyway, ask Todd, say, hey, Todd, can we uh, do something on this track? Because what they did is they set it up like a pylon course and then, you know, kind of like a figure eight. So you did a little something there and you kind of went on the oval a little bit. And it worked out really well, and it was a pretty decent little course, and we had a good time there. And it, was only, it was only short-lived because the club fell apart. But this might work out for you guys, and since they have that yeah. circle track there,
6: That's, uh, yeah, I know it's different ownership. It's two different uh, two different owners of the facilities, okay. But, uh, but certainly, I mean, we're right there. I mean, it, it would definitely uh, definitely fit into you know what we'd like to achieve.
2: Wow, right, now you, now you got me thinking. <laughs> Well, Mike, we're just about out of time. Why don't you go ahead and plug the event yep. here real quick? And uh, we did okay, get a, we, so, had a, we had we had we had a couple winners here on the show tonight for some tickets. So we're gonna do the same thing awesome. next week. So that's good.
6: Awesome. So this weekend at Brainerd Motorsports Park, March 2nd to 5th, um, will be the Spring Break Shootout presented by Nitto Tire and Cita Auto Sports. And it is the uh, world's fastest sport. Um, 2,000 horsepower, crazy small tire cars, and car show, manufacturers midway, everything you can kind of ever want in, in, a, in a Mustang show. And uh, next weekend is the National Muscle Car Association, which we like to call the NMCA and the world's fastest street cars. It's everything from Pro Mods to nostalgia super stockers, bracket racing, all sorts of stuff, and that's uh, March nine through twelve.
2: Okay. And the
6: website? Uh, for the Mustangs, it's nmradigital.com, and for the muscle cars, it's nmcadigital.com.
2: Super. Now, are you going to be there, Mike? Yes, I will be. Okay. Are you going to bring one of your cars? No. No. Well, let me ask you this so, in your spare time. You I, I, good, you... I, I got a half
6: a car going. I've got an, an engine in a good friend of mine's car That he's uh, actually in Georgia right now, and it should be in the state of Florida within the next hour or two.
1: Okay, well, so cool. I'll
6: have, I'll have part of a car.
2: Well, I will definitely call you. We'll definitely hook up because you can find me. The first place I'm going to go is to swap me because I'm a parts junkie, so that's where I'll be, and then I'll be over to track someplace and – in the media room, there, but uh, I'll definitely look forward to seeing you there. And I want all my listeners to show up this weekend at Bradenton Motorsports Park for the NMRA, National Mustang Racing Association event. Well, Mike, you take care. Thanks for coming on the show. And, Thank
6: you uh, very much. And- yeah, we'll catch
2: up this week. Say hi to Steve and uh, Jamie and everybody, and uh, we'll be in touch. That's good. Thank All you. All right, take care. Hey, you know what? I forgot to tell you guys something else we did this past weekend was I was over at Ritchie Brothers' this giant auctions. So don't forget to check out our uh, Facebook page, Nostalgic Radio Cars and Gulfstream Motorsports. And uh, Leak Auctions was recently acquired by Iron Planet, which was acquired by Ritchie Brothers. So Leak Auctions is going to become the Florida guys. So uh, we're looking forward to those guys. And I had a great time at the Carlisle events The Sun and Fun deal this past weekend over at uh, Lakeland there, the swap meet. Found some pretty cool stuff. So check out our website. Check out our Facebook page. Follow us all the time. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.
4: telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there will pay you $10 if you sing into his can.
0: Downtown Dave.
4: I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio.
0: WTAN, Clearwater FM 106.1
1: WCF Dade City, Tampa Bay WZHR, Zephyr Hills FM 104.3 Listen.